This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Hey man. What's going on? Have you ever heard of uh Happy July 4th? <laughs> That's not- <laughs> that was, that was like a week ago. That was the last one. That was tricky. <laughs> Okay, have I ever what? what July 13th happy July 13th. How does that make sense? The other one came out on July 4th. Yeah, well, I think it was the day like I think it was July 4th weekend. Okay. Oh, no, wait, this is July 13th July. No, July 11th. Yeah, that's yeah, what I was gonna say July 11th. Okay. Yeah. So the dates are wrong, even more wrong. I was looking at the, you know, whatever. Hey, God, hey man, we, we tried so hard to be organized. Have you ever heard of <laughs> Edward Bernays. 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 Is he half responsible for mayonnaise? Yeah, he's he's responsible. He had he's a different part of mayonnaise. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But his idea was a little different. He thought he roasted his mayonnaise and like and so it was like a charcoal mayonnaise roasting on an open <laughs> fire. What are you doing to your mayo, bro? Mustard dripping <laughs> on your toes. <laughs> I was gonna say out your nose. <laughs> no, nah, that's weird, bro. Is mustard dripping out your nose right bro, now? I, you know, <laughs> people will judge me for saying this, but nothing exfoliates those little feet phalanges like a good old pack of mustard. Not the <laughs> store bought stuff. You got to get a pack. Did you see my tweet yesterday about that nun? <laughs> <laughs> Roll the theme song. I don't even care what context that is. I'm not gonna try to explain myself in this scenario. We're done. Did you know that Paul Rudd is actually Ant Man? Everything about him is a little dirty and gross, and is probably a lot of the. Well, reason- not everything. He showers a lot. <laughs> there was no need for us to be here. <laughs> we didn't have to. And be I here. tricked you, <laughs> you silly idiots. <laughs> Things I learned last night. Killing it, killing it, killing it, killing it. <laughs> what? <laughs> how does how does feet mustard? Go to Okay, okay, so have you heard the news about this nun that they I guess dug up? And oh, she hasn't aged I at did all. See your tweet about that. <laughs> yeah, she hasn't aged at all. She's been dead for four years. And you were like, "Show me the toes." It's pretty funny. And I immediately was like, "Oh, if you don't know the context of this, that's a really weird thing to tweet about a four-year dead nun." I want to see the toes on that gal. And you know what, Tim? It's none of your business. I'd pay for those. It's none picks. your business. None your business. <laughs> Get out of here. Okay. Okay. Edward Bernays. <laughs> I'd pay for. Him. <laughs> okay. Edward Bernays. Yes. Yes. Edward Bernays. Uh, he was. Uh, he. He is the self-proclaimed, and other people proclaimed, but originally self-proclaimed. <laughs> other people. Okay. Uh, father of PR. Okay. And he is he is really he's he's the reason was uh, he like a 50s and 60s kind of guy or well, I mean, yes, but 
also before then. I mean, he was and also after then. Yeah, <laughs> he didn't just come into existence for like ten years. But is that the time era that his like uh, um, career was? I think I think his career. I mean, he was still in his career then. Oh, okay. I think his career was probably the most notable. I mean, I guess then too. He had a long career. He okay, had a long career with. We'll very, get into it. But uh, he's the reason why you eat bacon. Um, he's the reason why women smoke cigarettes. Uh, he's the reason why Guatemala doesn't have a democracy. Uh, <laughs> what? <laughs> he's an influential person, arguably one of the most influ- influential people uh, of the 20th century. Uh, so if you see some lady smoking at a stoplight, <clears throat> you yeah. yell at her yeah. and you go, hey, that's Edward Bernays's fault. Thanks, Bernays. Hey, thanks, Bernays, <laughs> for your lung cancer. Edward Bernays Brown. <laughs> what? Bernays Brown. Oh, <laughs> sorry. That's you're going for. Okay. It just it just hit me, and I couldn't not let it out. That's fine. Um. Okay. So, um, Edward Bernays. Uh, he he. Okay. He was born. Uh, in New York, his two parents from Vienna. Oh, what's what's Vienna? Viennese, Vien, Vien, Viennets, Austrian, Viennets, um, sausages. <laughs> uh, That's what they call everyone from Vienna. Is just sausages. Here's the thing about. Here's the thing oh, about. Are Bernays. you a sausage? <laughs> oh, I didn't know that you were sausage. I'm sausage. I'm sausage too. I love our sausage heritage. We are both saucy. <laughs> <laughs> Where the Vienna sausages? He's his. He was twice Sigmund Freud's uncle or nephew. Sigmund Freud. He was twice his nephew. Let me explain, please. <clears throat> his mom was Sigmund Freud's sister. Okay. His dad was Sigmund Freud's wife's brother. <laughs> Oh, so there was nothing bad there. Everything but I learned about bad. Sigmund Freud <laughs> explains everything else I knew about Sigmund Freud. If that makes sense, every new thing I learn actually just adds to it and makes it make more sense. You know, there's nothing that I go. Well, that's shocking came out of nowhere. It's all like, oh, you know what that actually because you know that still doesn't make all the sense, but it makes more sense than it did before. <laughs> Yeah, that what, what what this means is that there was a moment where talk about family Freud, you know, e, e, <laughs> Eli Bernays, he was, uh, his, Edward's his, dad, his dad. Yeah, there, there was a moment where Eli and Sigmund both were like, hey, man, could I marry your sister? And he's like, dude, me too. <laughs> That's okay, so hold on. Okay, so <clears throat> Okay, <laughs> so Eli married Sigmund Freud's sister. Yes, Sigmund Freud married Eli's sister. Yes. <laughs> so it's like I see your eyes tracking the family tree right yeah, now. Yeah, no, no, I got it, I got it, I got it, I got it, I got it. So it's like if okay, <clears throat> okay, that makes sense. That's not super weird. I mean, it's it's weird, but it's not super. Not as weird, weird as the twins it, that married each other. It could be. Do weird. you know those people exist? The twins two sets of twins that married that the married other. each other. They didn't. I mean, <laughs> like, 
Two boys, <laughs> two twins, 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 yeah. twins, guys, twins, and then twins, gals, twins, gals, and yeah. then they were like, ah, yes. Yeah. And so what's it's, crazy is that their kids are genetically also twins, but it's the same though, but they're just not twins. What do you mean? So I the, mean, no, 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 no. It's the same thing. It's two sets of siblings. It's not though that married each other. No, it's not. Oh, I guess it's one set of siblings. Wait, hold on. It is the right. It is right. You're 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 right. Man, this is so complicated. (laughs) Do you think that they had a joint wedding that they were like, we're not going to do this twice? Like, yeah, we don't have to be. Well, yeah, I I don't know. I don't know when they got married. I couldn't tell you, but who got married first because one of them married Um, their sister in law. Here we go. Let's find out. So Sigmund Freud got married. On or in 1886. Okay. I don't have an exact date here. Let's see. His dad. Um, she got married. Ah, dang it. Wikipedia doesn't say. We'll assume after. Well, yeah. It just, yeah. It makes it feel a little better. If it's what after. year was Edward born? Edward? The person we're talking about, right? <clears throat> yes. Yes. He was born. Uh, 1891. So around the same time, they likely <laughs> had a joint big old family gathering, you know? Yeah. Yikes. They're like, listen, I know you guys are getting married. You guys are dating. How serious is this? Yeah. Can you we just like just wrap this up? Have the officiant is here. Yeah, we could do. We could do your wedding now too. And then <laughs> I hope that happens in mine when we do our because we have yeah. Well, by the time you listen to this, <clears throat> Hopefully we're still married. Yeah, hopefully and it happens. <laughs> hopefully it worked. Oh, it would have happened. Hopefully we're still married. Yeah, 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 yeah. Maybe yeah, like a it month and a half fell apart. Yeah, month, uh, whatever time. But anyway, maybe maybe when we go to get married, we'll also try to get our. You're just gonna peer pressure your friends into getting married at your that, wedding. Yes. Okay. Doesn't that not seem the most on brand thing to do? Okay. Yes. So siblings married siblings. Siblings married siblings, and obviously. Being a nephew of, I can't believe you weren't more mind blown about the twins. Is what I'm a little upset about. I've heard of this, and also it's the same concept, except for it's not because they're twins, and that's <laughs> way weirder. It is weirder. Yeah, yeah, it is weirder. But it, the thing that fascinates me is that genetically their kids are, are twins. twins. Yeah, that is really interesting. Okay, what do you think? That's what all do you I think? want. That's you know what? That's all I wanted, Tim. Do you think? Do you think Edward and his cousins were genetically siblings? Siblings. Mm, let's no. test it. Do you think do you think Edward and his cousins were genetically eels? <laughs> okay. <laughs> he figured out where they came from inbreeding genetically so, fish kind of <laughs> yeah, it was an awkward day when she gave birth. <laughs> what is that? That's There's so many it was of you them. The whole time. So many of them. <laughs> You don't know how many of these I've cut up. I can't believe I married you and you didn't tell me this is where they came from. So <laughs> she's just like a ball of eels wrapped around. <laughs> like she's she's got a little eel crib that she puts them in. She's got this big eel head. Wait. <laughs> He's like, I thought you were human. <laughs> Okay. She's like, I'm the end of the life cycle. I can't believe I got my best friend to marry your sister, <laughs> who's also an eel. 
All right. This is so stupid. If you're new to our show, sorry. Welcome. So uh, Edward is born in the late 1800s, 1891. Yes. And uh, and he he you know, he did his youth, right? And then he graduated college. Sure. And he became a, a, a writer for the National Nurseryman Journal, um, which I haven't been able to find much about their subject matter. Trees. Um, what? Trees. Think so? Yeah, like a tree nursery, right? Oh, I was thinking like a nursery rhymes. I know what yeah, you're thinking. That's because you're I was stupid, thinking. though. That's because your that's because your IQ is so much lower than mine. <laughs> but like, <laughs> and so he worked that job for for a little bit. Okay, and then he went on to a job at the review, the Medical Review of Reviews and Dietic and Hygiene Gazette of 1912. Um, <laughs> I'm so I'm so glad that branding got better. <laughs> And where do you work at? Oh, yes, I work at the medical review of reviews at the <laughs> dietic, dietic, and hygienic raising exact. canes <laughs> car wash. <laughs> okay. Um, this, this gazette, sure. they took strong positions in favors of showers and strong positions against corsets. Uh, that was what they were known for. Uh, and <laughs> got to be known for something. Sure, <laughs> they, they swayed public opinion. They are the reason why people take showers. Women stopped wearing corsets, and everyone started showering more regularly. Was that it was on like an intentional like branding thing, or the editor was just super passionate <laughs> about so two passionate. things? He was like, he's like, if there's Sir, two people are starving in the streets. People don't know what to do. This the world around us is crumbling, and he's like, yeah, it's these freaking corsets that these women are wearing. <laughs> yeah, if we can get the women out of the corsets and into the shower, if we can get women out of corsets into the shower and prayer back in the schools. <laughs> <laughs> like, hey, your priorities are just top notch, brother. And so he, he was working for the, the these people influenced him. Is what I'm what I'm trying to say. Okay, he, he learned a lot of things for them. He started showering more. He started showering a lot, like six times a day. It was a weird amount of showering. Um, and so uh, <clears throat> he became a writer for them. Learned a lot of things. And okay. then guess what happened? Uh, I don't know. The corset industry came back and was like, get out of here. Honestly, really close the war. <laughs> oh, uh, and he was hired uh, by the, the committee set. <laughs> <laughs> he was hired by the committee on public information or the CPI, which is the uh, precursor to the CIA. Um, and so he was hired by them and they were like, hey, remember hey, when if you are listening, by the way, CIA, FBI, cool jobs, I'm open. <laughs> you know, like I'll leave my career behind. <clears throat> we have been looking for brand partnerships. Please, yeah. <laughs> if the CIA is open to any <laughs> podcast advertising, please let us know. Go to tillit.com slash CIA <laughs> and use promo code Tillit. <laughs> Stupid. What would we work for the CIA? Oh, I'm saying if they want to Jason Bourne me, I'll do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Have you heard the conspiracy theories that like all those Jason Bourne type actors are actually CIA agents? Yeah, and that's their cover. Is that is that? Oh, is everyone knows them as the agent, so they're like, oh, he's doing agent looking thing. He's just 
practicing for a movie and then they can ship them practicing off. for a movie. So you're telling me, hold on, wait, wait. you're telling me you see Matt Damon's somersault into the, the tropical smoothie cafe, right? Yeah. And he shoots three people in there and then jumps over out the back window yeah, 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 yeah. and take off running and you go. He's practicing. <laughs> That's supposed oh, to be a movie. He's practicing. Movie. I mean, you gotta keep your chops up, dude. I saw you know three people got murdered. My mom's dead now, but Matt Damon was Matt practicing, Damon was giving it a shot. Yeah, dude. <laughs> Practice. Well, the idea is that like you're hiding them in plain sight, and so everyone sees sure. Matt Damon. They're like, oh, he. There's no way Matt Damon's the spy in this situation. If you're like, you're like, we're pretty sure someone here is spying on us, but so it can't if be you're you. a foreign government yeah. and Matt Damon sits down across from you <laughs> and you're like, I'm totally safe because this is Matt Damon. Yeah, it's the like, actor. oh my gosh, Matt Damon. Can I have an autograph? And then he slips you some chlorophyll. Did you know that Paul Rudd is actually Ant-Man? <laughs> <laughs> none of here's the thing though. None of the other Marvel heroes are real, but Ant-Man. <laughs> <laughs> For some reason, I also, I also, real quick before we move on, I need to, I need to make this very clear. I just misspoke. I said chlorophyll. I know it's chloroform. I said chlorophyll. You don't have to comment at me. Sure. You don't have to comment at me. Hey, that's fine. Too late. That's fine. Um, Daniel, I'm looking at you. You don't have to correct me in the comments. That's great. <laughs> it's just, you know, you know the difference because. <laughs> You're because my IQ is the highest. A spy. <laughs> You're not a spy. Go to cia.com.com slash Dylan. Dot com dot com slash Dylan. Got it. Dot So I don't know how we got here. So the CPI hired hires him. Uh, and they were like, hey, there is a war going on right now, and the entire world is a part of it. Sure. But here's the deal the American people don't want to be a part of it. But here's this is the World thing. War One? Yeah, but they're like, here's the thing. We, do. we need them to be part of we it. We want to be a part. Of, it's a war. We want to be a part Can of the war. Can you spin World War One? Yeah. Is what they're asking. Yeah, they were like, Can you get public opinion on our side? And so he started a propaganda campaign convincing people that the, what was happening. In the war was an actual issue that Americans needed to be concerned with, and they needed to go fight to make sure we're going to go away. out there and we're going to kill those <coughs> unshowered corset wearing <laughs> world people. That's pretty close. Uh, basically, conducted this this big psyops campaign. They're dirty and unnaturally small. <laughs> Untie your corset. Let's see what Every, you look like yeah. as a real man. Show me how thick your ribs really are. <laughs> the idea of all these soldiers wearing corsets, wearing corsets on the front line. <laughs> Just <laughs> I can't breathe, sir. I could fight better if I could take this thing off. No, that's what they want they us to do. They want us to look bigger. <laughs> it makes us smaller targets. <laughs> Stupid. How does he sway their? How does he sway the public? So he just convinces. He he runs these series of propaganda campaigns, convincing everyone that what the uh, 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 the Axis was doing was an actual threat to American life. Um, yes. And was it debatable? But did he convince everyone? Yes. We joined World War One, and then. Uh, 
at the end of the war at the Paris Peace Conference, um, <clears throat> he had like a speech that he talked about where he talked about using psychological warfare to get Americans into the war. And why he, did he give this speech? Because he was this. The why was he story. like? Here's what we did. <laughs> at the end of this war that we've won. It's time you know there was no need for us to be here. (laughs) And I tricked you. You silly idiots. (laughs) Well, no, he talked about he used the word propaganda and he talked about the influence that it had on the war and the ability for the allies to come out victorious in the war. Uh, Okay. And he's like, look, I did it. Well, I think the reason he did it is because all the businesses in the US were like, give me that guy's number. Uh, sure. <laughs> and he, because, well, he, he did put a spin on it to say, hey, this is not just a wartime thing. This can be used in peacetime. And he talked about. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you know what? If you're having trouble selling your products, propaganda. <laughs> propaganda. Um, <clears throat> now so, we just call it influencing. Well, he talked about he talked about when he was a writer for all of his gazettes that there were these um, uh, what's the right word for it inappropriate uh, plays that were trying to make it into Broadway, but the American people who were like kind of in charge of Broadway were like that's dirty. We don't want your dirty plays in our Broadway. <laughs> <laughs> these are like Amsterdam plays. If yeah, if yeah, you know yeah. I mean. um, and he was a part of spinning public opinion and getting them to be like, hey, we want to watch your dirty plays. <laughs> Okay. And then Broadway was like, okay, fine. You could bring your dirty plays here too. And he's like, that worked in peacetime. It also got us into the war. It worked in wartime. It can see there's there's precedence for this. Sure. Right? Um, <clears throat> and so he became a bit of a a bit of a, a mogul, hiring just about every significant business sure. throughout the rest of the 20th century. I want to take a look at a couple of his most notable campaigns that he did because they are interesting. I mentioned I mentioned uh, bacon. He he did this campaign for the um, pork industry. Uh, not specifically for I mean, I guess technically for the pork industry there. It was a, a company that sold bacon, so they're like the last which I guess is the pork industry. Okay, but he uh, <clears throat> he was hired because they wanted obviously to sell more more pork, but people at that time we talked about this in a recent episode. They didn't. Uh, they either ate just kind of leftovers from the day before, or they ate just like coffee and nothing else for breakfast. They didn't eat. They they it was whatever. Hey, thanks for checking out this episode. Uh, if you like this one, we've got a lot of great past episodes that you can check out. Uh, one of my recent favorites is Frank Abagnale Jr. It's the dude from the movie Catch Me If You Can. Um, and it's the story about how he uh, scammed everybody into a really big scam. There's one scam that's like the scammiest of scams I've ever heard someone scam. Uh, so check that one out. Uh, it, it's, it's a fun one. I like it a lot. Uh, but thanks for being here. This episode is brought to you by Miracle Made. Hey, summer's here, and what that means is it's starting to get warmer at night. And if you're anything like me, that means you're waking up all night long covered in a whole lot of sweat. 
we're all friends here. We can be honest with each other. And if that's you, I recommend you check out Miracle Made. Miracle Made is crazy because their sheets are inspired by NASA. They have this silver infused fabric and it regulates temperature, which means if it's too hot at night, it helps keep you cool. And if it's too cold at night, it helps keep you warm. And it does this all night long. It's really, really cool. And the wild thing is they are luxuriously comfortable and they don't have the high price tag of a lot of other luxury brands out there. So you can feel a lot nicer in these than you would with sheets that you'd find at a lot of five-star hotels. It's crazy. Go to trymiracle.com slash Tillin to try Miracle Made sheets today. And whether you're buying them for yourself or as a gift for a friend or a loved one, if you order right now, you can save over 40%. And if you use our promo code Tillin, that's T-I-L-A. LN at checkout, you'll get three free towels and you'll save an extra 20%. Miracle is so confident in their product that it's backed by a 30-day money-back guarantee, which means if you're not 100% satisfied, you'll get a full refund. Upgrade your sleep with Miracle Made. Go to trymiracle.com slash Tillin and use the code Tillin to claim your free three-piece towel set and save over 40% off. Again, that's trymiracle.com slash Tillin to treat yourself. Thanks again to Miracle Made for sponsoring this episode. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Got your happy price, price line. What he did is he was like, he's like, we need to convince people that breakfast is something that's important that you need to do. Sure. And so what he did is he went and he just called a bunch of doctors um, and was like, hey, <clears throat> I Can heard- you lie? Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. He was, like, he, was like, he was like, I've heard. Sorry, that's what Coca Cola does. <laughs> he was like, I've heard. Are we going to talk about Coca Cola? Uh, not in this. Okay. Uh, but that's what they do. What do they, they do? They pay doctors to, to say that their products are not as terrible for you as they are. Yeah. And they've been caught doing it. It's, it's, it's over and over. Here's, here's, here's what he did. Here's, it's, it's a loophole. It's a loophole. Okay. Because what he did is he would say, he, would, he went to the doctor. And he said, "Hey, Doc." He said, "We've got uh, uh, how much bacon could a person eat before it's like not good for them? Mm, probably six slices every morning. Great. Doctors say six slices every morning is good for you. Is that that's? <laughs> Doctors am I say wrong five, on how five slices of bacon is good for you? It, is that what that's I said? That's closer. You said six, but that's closer. That's closer." Uh, what he said is he went to the doctors and was like, "Hey, I've heard that when you sleep, your body uh, uses up all the energy that you had left, and so when you wake up, you need to replenish all of your energy." Is that true? And they were like, "Well, yeah, you are going to need to eat something, get some calories in you, because you know you you don't have any. You were fasting overnight." Okay. He's like, "Okay, so we need to break that fast, and we need to eat to replenish that." And they're like, "Yeah," and he's like, "Would it be true then?" that the more you eat, the more energy you're getting yourself to start off the day with a higher amount of energy. And they were like, yeah. And he was like, can you get, I don't know, 4,500 other doctors to agree with you on that on a paper? And 
<laughs> his doctor was like, sure. And so his doctor went and got 4,500. Can you get 4,500 of your closest friends <laughs> and peers to uh, sign a paper for that? Small ask. Hey, I got a tiny favor. You know, just a tiny favor. This is a really small thing I want. Uh, but if you do it, remember when you I watched that. your dogs a couple weeks ago while you were out of town? Yeah, great. This here's how you can pay me back. <laughs> I was gonna go way weirder. <laughs> I was gonna say with forty five hundred and one doctors who signed Kay. and said. Hey, it breakfast is forty five hundred and one. <laughs> yeah, because he got a <laughs> great forty five hundred and one <laughs> doctors say that you need to eat a big breakfast in the morning. And what's the best big breakfast? Uh, oh, I don't know. Maybe pancakes and bacon. Um, and so he started this brighter breakfast campaign about how uh, you don't have any any energy when you first wake up in the morning. Uh, and the reason for that is because you slept. You slept all your energy away. So eat a bunch of bacon. Eat a bunch of pancakes. Um, and get all your energy back and With it was a, a huge sweet success. smoke taste and here's here's the interesting thing about this um, <clears throat> not long after this he was hired by Kellogg's and he started the breakfast is the most important meal of the day campaign which in in an, a weird twist of fate that campaign almost went against this because that campaign was like we're eating too heavy of breakfasts. So okay. he was the reason why that campaign that other campaign. So was he successful. did. So what he, he did like uh, hey breakfast is huge. Yeah. Eat it. Yeah, here's a solution for how big breakfasts are. Mm-hmm. Here's a solution for how sugary breakfasts are. Yeah, yeah. I mean that's the way to build a, a, a the only way to build like an inter, like a huge enterprise like that is to keep creating problems and solutions. Yeah, you keep creating these issues and solving them. Another one that very similar to this before we move on, he did um, uh, Betty Crocker's like instant cakes. Okay. Uh, Betty Crocker came to him and they were having a hard time selling their instant cakes. And at the time, the original recipe, it was literally just the powder in the water. You just mix the powder with the water. You got sure. a cake. Um, and he came to them <laughs> and he said, take the eggs out. Let them put the eggs in and they were like a why and he's like here's the deal. He said you're trying to market this to women. This is like the 30s. You're trying to market this to women and he's like women. <laughs> he's also Sigmund Freud's nephew. <laughs> he said women they want to know that they're bringing life into something and so they can symbolically add eggs <laughs> and to bring life to their family and if we can go back in time. <laughs> And it worked. That worked. I, I think. I think the reason it worked was like bring life into your family via later, cakes. Later, later on in in a in it's like an autobiography in like the nineties, what he said, <laughs> what he said is he said I think the reason that worked is because the powder and the water felt lazy, and women wanted to feel like they were. That's making what I'm something. thinking. Uh, yeah, at the time he said it's because they want to provide the egg, <laughs> but which is weird as heck. But I was thinking, <clears throat> you want you want your kitchen to look like a mess so that your kids feel like you did something. They're like, oh, she made us this cake when really you just poured some water on some powder and. Well, I think that's why some of these meal kits work. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. yeah Instead yeah. of the frozen meals or whatever, if you get the ingredients and like mm-hmm. they teach you how to make all the stuff, like you feel like you made that yeah, meal. You're like I did this, not you, me. Yeah, and that way when you get food poisoning, it's your fault. <laughs> 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 
But anyways, so I told my doctor he could do that thing that he liked. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, what? (laughs) What? You hard cut away from it last time, so I figured I hard cut right back. What did you say though? I said I told my doctor he can do that thing that he likes. Yeah, I didn't finish the thought. And you <laughs> Okay, just that's not what just want you to see what you did. Where you put a finger up the and you finger. go, I told my doctor he can do that thing that he likes. And I was if we can slow mo playback the look on my face. Because I was like, what are you talking about? He could do that thing that he liked. <laughs> he could do that thing that he liked. <laughs> that was supposed to be it. Yeah, well, forget it. <laughs> I can't. I'm not going to try to explain myself in this scenario. We're done. <laughs> this is the series finale of our show. <laughs> That's the last moment we're done. Just roll the outro. So my doctor, you can do that thing that he likes. What are you freaking talking about? Uh, uh, okay. <laughs> All right, keep going. You want to talk about the next thing that sure. he did? I'm crying. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Okay, so (laughs) are you tired today? Oh, I'm so tired. You look like it. Yeah, I saw my doctor yesterday. (laughs) Okay, so the day is next client. His next client was Liggett and Myers. Okay, uh, which were the manufacturers of the Chesterfield cigarettes. Okay, uh, and their competitor, Lucky Strike, uh, was going out and hiring famous people. You might call them influencers. Yeah, uh, to smoke their cigarettes everywhere, uh, and it wasn't working great for Liggett and Myers because obviously they're competitor. You know, yeah, we can't get the famous people. And so, <clears throat> uh, so what? He did is he made this campaign that basically just made fun of all the famous people. I can't people. believe smoking was as big as it is. Yeah, yeah, it was a huge deal. I told you the other night on the phone. I think we'll. I think in forty years we'll look back at social media the way we look at smoking right now. Yeah, where it's like everyone did thing. that. Yeah, crazy. Anyway, go ahead. Yeah, why did we let people do that? So he started making fun of of. So yeah, he found all the the actors and actresses that they had smoking cigarettes found and lookalikes he, and he just made them look stupid. Like he just put out articles where everyone was like, that's a dumb actor like and so what he like swayed. About? Well, he swayed public opinion. So then the about public that was like actor. Yeah, that that is not the kind that, of person dude, I want to be. You get a brand deal and then this guy yeah. works for the other company and now he's going to slander your name just to sell more cigarettes. What are you yeah. talking about? Yeah, and so Lucky Strike saw this campaign come through. So you're saying because I just did like freaking ego waffles on Instagram. <laughs> Waffle that house. toaster strudels oh. <laughs> are going to come after me. Yeah, and, and be, like, be like Pillsbury. He's such a nerd. Pillsbury is going to be like, actually, here's something problematic from 2007 <laughs> that Jaren did. Yeah, you don't want anything to. You don't want to be like that guy. That's yeah. not the kind of influencer you want to be like. They're going to ruin people's careers. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
And so Lucky Strike saw that campaign and they were like, call that guy. And they were like, like, we like that. (laughs) They they were. (laughs) I like that you did that. Very funny. (laughs) They were like, that was a great, that was a great campaign. That was a great campaign. How much? What's your rate? What's your rate? And so they stole away from Liggett and Myers. Like the sprint guy. What? No, he used to be the Verizon. Can you hear me now? And now he's. And his his contract expired. And then he went to sprint. Yep. Yep. Smart. Yeah. I don't know if they had exclusivity deals at the time. Probably not. But there probably was like a, a, hey, like. I'm not going to hire you if you're going to be like that. Like if you're yeah. going to be working for them, you're not going to be working for me. Sure. You know um, what year is all this? This is 1927, right? Okay. Now. So we're in the 20s. Yeah. And so uh, Lucky Strike hires him and Lucky Strike's like, here's the deal. They were like, look, some women smoke cigarettes, but very few. Most women. We need all women to smoke cigarettes. Yeah. They were like, they were like most women won't smoke cigarettes because it's, it's seen as not dignified for the woman to smoke a cigarette. And so they're like, we need them to start smoking cigarettes. We've got a few issues with it. He's like, have you tried adding eggs? <laughs> have you tried taking the eggs out of they, your cigarettes? They want to bring life. You know, let them crack an egg over a crisp new pack. <laughs> I'm making cigarettes. <laughs> it's gross. It's been in your pocket all day. It's gross. <laughs> Just crusty dried egg on the outside. Oh, gross. Uh, yeah, so scrambled. So he started. He launched a few campaigns. Um, so the first one was he it, <laughs> he started. What better way to start your day than with a good old cigarette? There at the time was not a <laughs> the most important breath of the day. <laughs> it's a so they got women one. holding their breath when they wake up. <laughs> Just freaking. They, they, they yawn and they go. Um, so he did a couple things here at the time. The there was beauty standards, but sure. there wasn't a standard that like you had to be like super thin because remember people just stopped wearing corsets and that was the only way people were thin before. Right. So there wasn't like a like control. That's the only reason I'm thin of, now. <laughs> there wasn't like a control your that was weight. Cute. Thanks man. <laughs> there wasn't a control your weight like uh uh, standard, you know, like sure. people would would just pack it in with. So did he set. create the body mass index? <laughs> he went and he started this campaign that kind of influenced people that, oh hey, I need to lose weight. Uh, <laughs> and he got he got doctors and everybody arguing that like being overweight was bad for you. And so he didn't. And they're create- like, yeah, I was actually not overweight until I started eating all this freaking <laughs> bacon for breakfast. <laughs> And so he kind of created this beauty standard and then he went out and he created this ad campaign um, where he said reach for a lucky instead of a sweet. Um, And so basically saying don't grab a cookie. Don't grab that cake. Grab a lucky cigarette because it's not going to make I keep or to keep slender. I reach for a lucky instead of a sweet. Yeah. Um, And yeah, that's that's a uh, that's an influencer that they got on the ad. Here's a more a slightly more pointed version of this same campaign. Oh. <laughs> uh, so yeah, Is it's this supposed to you make you five th- years from now. Yeah, it's supposed to make you uh, make you thin. If you, oh my you smoke lucky cigarettes, you get thin. Here's the problem though. 
people weren't buying Lucky branded cigarettes. They were buying every other brand of cigarettes because Lucky, you'll notice from this picture, has this bright green branded box. Sure. And green at the time was out of style. And so it didn't match any women's clothing. It clashed with all of women's clothing. And so Bernays came back to Lucky and said, hey, you need to reprint all your boxes because the green is clashing with women's style right now. And they said, we've printed way too many of these. We can't we can't reprint that many boxes. That's millions. So he's like, all right, I got to get them on board for green. Green's like money. So he went and he threw this gala in New York and he invited all the who's who of pop culture. That's what I'm saying, dude. I think I got the brain for this <laughs> and he told them all to wear green and he told yeah. them he scheduled an event right before the gala started and at the at the gala like a highbrow event about why green is the superior color this season and like this whole thing and had like all the big newspapers present to write about how everybody was wearing green and then launched this campaign with women smoking the cigarettes wearing green and lucky strike blew up. It was the women's brand of cigarettes because Smart. it matched It matched the in color. He made green the color <laughs> <laughs> and because it matched then it blew up, but he wasn't done yet. He wasn't done yet. <clears throat> um, with the with the uh, there was a, a Easter Sunday parade in New York, uh, and he said he said we need to put the the cap on Easter Sunday, and so <laughs> okay yeah, Easter Sunday is not cool enough. <laughs> they had it. They had us like a you know how like on the who's Thanksgiving the, who's the Santa of Easter <laughs> Easter buddy. Did, did the Easter he, Buddy was smoking a lucky. That's spray. what I'm saying. <laughs> no, they had like you know how like when you go to the Thanksgiving Day Parade and like they stop every so often and they do like the marching band thing. Yeah, they had they had at the Easter Day Parade, Easter Sunday Parade, they would stop and they would do a marching band thing, but it's a reenactment of Mary and Martha finding the finding <laughs> the. <laughs> I thought I thought they, you were going somewhere else. Mary and Martha, they they found the tomb and Jesus wasn't there, and they're like, oh my gosh, I need a lucky branded cigarette. <laughs> No, nah, really you still found a way to make a mockery of the Bible. That's great. <laughs> I love that for you, Tim. Wow. No, what they did was uh, you he- signed a contract. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Uh, so he hired uh, just a bunch of rich women. I'm so disappointed that you did that joke. That was a good joke. Mm. That was a really funny joke. Mm. Oh my gosh. So yeah, you got it. You got a joke that you're trying to make back. You got to you got to one up me. Go for it. No, you're going to say what are you going to say? I wouldn't a do gardener that. came up on them and he he was like, I could use a lucky prince. You guys got a light. <laughs> you know, maybe it's just because I view this text as a a holy thing that speaks to me, but if you want to keep making jokes, I'm actually on the side of our YouTube commenter. <laughs> that guy who commented once in a while. I think it's a good joke. Sure. Okay. So he hired a bunch of rich women mm-hmm. and he said, hey, wear green to the parade and also smoke some cigarettes while you watch the parade. Sure. And all around them, <laughs> all the wealthy women of status are smoking cigarettes and they're like, I want to smoke a cigarette. Okay. And they took off. Women became smokers. This is it's so interesting to me how marketing and influencing work and how yeah. they've always worked. Yeah. And why we do that. Yeah. 
but it's, it's also interesting. So I'm actually trying to figure this out now because in so influencing is dying right now. Yeah, uh, because it's there's way too much of it. Oh, yeah. like every other account you follow on social noise. media is trying to sell you something now. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so uh, this is just an inside for how my brain works. I'm yeah. trying to figure out how to do brand deals in a way that's like the de influencing videos. Have you seen the there's a whole section of TikTok that's de influencing now. Have you what seen that? De- I feel like I've heard of this. De influencing is where he's like duetting or G or whoever it is. They're du- they're duetting a video and they're showing you how much everything costs and being like you don't need to spend this. Oh, you yeah, don't yeah, need yeah. this product. Yeah, this product yeah. adds nothing to your life. Does not make mm-hmm. your life easier. Mm-hmm. This is an mm-hmm. unnecessary cup holder for your car. Yes, you have a cup holder. Yeah, yeah. Use the cup holder in your car. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. You don't need a sticky notepad in your car. You don't need a marker board right by your keyboard. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I hear you. You don't need counseling. So what you're tra- what you're trying to do is say <laughs> I don't know what ads are running on our show right now. You don't need <laughs> uh, what you're trying to say is you're trying to take those people who are trying to te- teach people Hey, you, you don't, don't need, need those this. things. I'm and trying to figure strategy. out how to, I'm straight up trying to figure out how to de-influence you into buying into a product. Yeah. Have you seen that video of that dude on the airplane who was using reverse psychology to get no one to sit next to him? Everybody was walking down the aisles of Southwest well, he's flight, the thing where he's and like, it's just like patent chairs. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've done that before. <laughs> and I've done like, that before. I on a Southwest flight one time, uh, there was a middle seat open between me and a guy in his fifties, mm, right? Yeah. And there's a pretty girl who gets on, and I see yeah. him adjust his seat. You know, he, uh, he sits there. Yeah. And uh, uh, she's she gets to our row, and he goes, "Do you need help putting your bag up here? I can get it." And she was like, "Oh, okay, thanks." He puts his bag up here. He goes, "That middle seat's open." And like made her sit next to us, and I'm like in the window seat, and I'm just like she's like my age, yeah, yeah, and I'm looking straight forward, and my only thought is like, how do I get this girl out of this? Yeah, because yeah. he's trying to small talk her the whole time. Yikes! Yikes. <sighs> so I just put my headphones in and I let her suffer. Yeah. So I just hit him because then she brought I out her five face. guys, and I was like, you deserve this. You and deserve that. No. Is that a soup? You can't bring soup on a plate. <laughs> no, she she was pretty good. She put her headphones in and shut it down. Yeah, and I was go. like, I was like, okay, you're yeah. good. But yeah. I just got so panicked for her. Yeah, that is annoying. That is annoying. Yeah, so same concept. Uh- <laughs> hey, it's me again. Thanks for being here for this episode. Uh, if you like what we're doing, it does cost us money to do this. Uh, and so just think about that. You know, that's it. Uh, I'm kidding. No, uh, we have Patreon supporters, and it really helps us to make this show possible. Honestly, we're so grateful for everyone who listens to the show. Uh, but there's uh, there's people who um, want to make more of it happen, and so they financially support the show. And, and you get a lot back for it. You get our private Discord uh, where we chat every day. We're hanging out and just getting to bond and hang out. We also do live Zoom hangouts for our Patreon supporters. You get exclusive merch. Uh, it's a good time. There's a lot, there's a lot in it for you, um, and and it's a lot in it for us because we get to know you better. You know, you're not just a, a number and a stat board or whatever, but you know, you're our friends and we appreciate you a lot. So consider doing that. Um, if not, then you can listen to this dumb little ad because that's how we're going to get money from you. We're going <laughs> to leech from you either way. We're going to get paid. We're in this for the cold hard cash, baby. <laughs> anyway, here's an ad. How do they how do they get it though? I realized I forgot to put a CTA in mind. Oh, damn. You were doing it. Yeah, they can text Tillin to six six eight six six. Thanks, Jaren.
it, it, it's interesting you brought up the de influencers and what they're doing is because it it's hard to imagine the world being different than how it is for us because like right. you said we're always being advertised to and always being like everything we watch has product placement in it. Did you see the TV that's free? What? It's a free TV. Look it up. Uh, free TV. Um, who makes it? It's a free 55 inch TV. Give it to you for free. Uh, but the the catch is is that there's a separate screen at the bottom that just shows advertisements. Oh my gosh. Are you seeing it? No. Uh... Put up free advertising TV on Google or something because it's got a it's got a sound bar built in and then right underneath the sound bar is a separate smaller screen <laughs> that just shows advertisements and that's how it pays for the TV like kind of like a like a NHL game like the bottom, yeah. like where it's just like a ticker but bigger are you finding it no Oh, here it is. There you go. Can you put it on the screen or something? Because the it's not a smart TV. It comes with like a a fire stick or you know a smart device. But it's not like any kind of revolutionary TV. It is. I mean, it looks kind of kind of cool. Like I'm not gonna lie. Like I'm like. I mean, but this, every time you turn that TV on, there's ads at the bottom now. Yeah, that's what gas tapes were, right? True. I mean, honestly, though, like I kind of like like this shows that like it's saying? got scores and weather and then yeah, there's and a, a Kia, Kia ad. ad. I'm okay with the Kia ad. Show me the Kia ad. Like it's kind of cool to have the scores down there and the weather. Like that's kind of neat. And for free, for free. I mean, it's kind of kind of cool. Really, Tim? This capitalistic nightmare is cool to you. I, I kinda. Honestly, oh, here's a better looking one. I like it. Is that is that bad? I think so. Is that let me try to de-influence you from this TV. Do it real quick. Do you realize that I'm I'm de-influencing you into buying the TV? It's kind of cool. No, there's so there's yeah, a Pizza Hut thing on there. Football scores down there, and you can scroll over and you can order now through your TV. That, I mean, that's cool though. Is it like you're sitting there, you're watching the game, you're like, man, I wish I knew the score of my fantasy football team, and also I wish I knew how to order some stuffed crust. I I'd pay nothing for it. <laughs> <laughs> so that's that's the idea, but you have like every time you turn your TV on every time you have an advertisement. I don't like that. <clears throat> I mean, that's no different than now. It's just a smaller screen doing it. It's no different. What's the difference? It's the same. Okay, I don't see I don't see a difference to that and I'm like if it's free. It does have a webcam though, which kind of stresses me out. What do you need the webcam for though? Isn't that a little weird? Yeah. Is it going to track your eyes and see how many times? Well, you times? know what I found out the other day? What's that? I was reading for podcasting, but I was reading a, this report from uh, uh, this guy who's developing. It's kind of Spotify won't comment on this, but he says he's contracted from Spotify. He's developing an AI that will do host read ads for hosts of podcasts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so then what we've it, talked about that. What it'll do is it will use Spotify's data to when you're listening, it'll be like, hey, Jaren, do, are you looking for a great place to eat lunch in Kansas City? Try Hawaiian Bros. 
and it's me talking to you as the podcast host, but because Spotify it says, it says your name. Yeah, because Spotify knows your name because you have a profile and it knows your location. So it tells you Kansas City and it's like subbing in those words. And if you're in Guatemala, it'll speak. It'll speak in your negative language because it's AI. Your negative so it's language. My voice. It'll speak in your negative language. That was so racist of you. <laughs> what an idiot. That was so language. racist of you. Wow. We got him. <laughs> we got him folks right here. <laughs> on the Chillin podcast, cancel this man. Cancel this man. Language. Speak to me in my negative language. You, you idiot loser. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that crazy though? You sad, but Spotify, small brain idiot. If you use Spotify Premium because it's an it, it knows everything about you, and so it's like it can. So that's what I'm saying. Is that ads, is, is that his marketing them. tactics were really brilliant. For the 20s and 30s. Yeah. And oh. it's crazy how people responded to those marketing tactics then. Yeah. It is scary how personalized it can become now. What's wild to me, now I can kind of get it because, like, we have a presence for it. What's wild to me is that back then, at that point in time, like, you had the wealthy that were buying a lot of stuff. Sure. But the general public, they only bought needs, they didn't buy wants. Right. Um, and it was Bernays and his colleagues that shifted us into that mindset of, oh, I want that, so I need to buy it. I'm, I'm not. I have another. One I at can home. satisfy my wants. Yeah, I have another bottle of hoisin sauce in my fridge. <laughs> I need to buy another one. <laughs> buy a bottle of hoisin sauce. Go to the store. Oh no. Uh, so, anyways, here's my favorite thing he ever did, though. Um, so in 1954, there was a company called the United Fruit Company. You know of them today as the UFC. <laughs> I mean, that is their. They rebranded. That is the United initials. Fruit Company, UFC. <clears throat> they made a hard pivot. <laughs> they were like, okay, we've been making fruit forever, but what if now we fought? From F yeah. word to F word. <laughs> <laughs> From F month to F month, baby. Uh, no, you you probably know of the UFC. They've rebranded as Fruit of Loom. Chiquita. Okay. They're, they make bananas. They yes. probably the majority of the bananas you can do they make them in your life. They make them. <laughs> bananas are not real. <laughs> Bananas come from a can. <laughs> um, a banana can. And so a canana. Uh, the thing about uh, the United uh, Fruit Company is they got started in 1899 and they uh, were benefactors of a not so great government in Guatemala that was like, yeah, you can just take money from who or take land from whoever you want uh, and enslave whoever you want. And it, it do whatever you want with that land. So they gave the United Fruit Company four hundred and fifty thousand acres of land to pay people less than five cents a day. Sure. To make fruit um, or harvest fruit, and I guess plant fruit. Yeah. Um, and that was how their to be business, fruitful and multiply. <laughs> that was how their business was successful. They did this for a touch over By fifty years. Slave wages. Yes. Um, and by getting land for super free. Well, in nineteen forty four, well, you gotta watch ads. But yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we'll give you the land. But it comes with the Pizza Hut. But it ad. comes with the Pizza Hut ad. 
Like, what the heck is a pizza? Uh, hut? I don't know. Our advisor Edward told <laughs> us to do it, so we're just gonna follow his <laughs> we're advice. Follow his his lead. Uh, so uh, the United Fruit Company has been doing this for about fifty years, and but in nineteen forty four, um, Guatemala was thrust into a revolution. Sure. And it, as a result of that revolution, democracy was born in Guatemala, and the new Democratic Republic of Guatemala was like, hey. The way we've done all this stuff in the past is super not wrong. Cool. Yeah. And especially you, the UFC, you are like the worst part of this country. Uh, and they were like, we're going to buy. You've never paid taxes here. By Imagine the way. your oppressor <coughs> is a fruit company. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, that's. You got to rebel on that. And Imagine so, the history where the, your grandpa is telling you <laughs> we rebelled against the fruit company. Yeah, yeah, we've been we rebelled it sounds against like the a, banana it man. Sounds like a cartoon. <laughs> the money's in the banana stand. That's what I'm saying. Like you freaking. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so the president came back to them and was like, "Hey, you guys need to pay taxes. Tell us what your land value is." President of Guatemala. Yes, the new yeah. democratically elected president was like, "You guys need to pay taxes now." You have okay. now they have well over 500,000 acres of land and it's like tell us the value of your land and they came back and they grossly undervalued their land because they were trying to cheat taxes like a dollar. Yeah, and so they were like, okay, we're going to buy back all your land for that value that you gave us and so they bought back the vast majority of their land at two dollars and thirty nine cents an acre and uh, the United fruit company was real upset about this. They're yeah. an American company and they were like, hey, this is not okay. So they hired um, uh, Edward to, to persuade just the president <laughs> of Guatemala get inside of his head mess his brain up a little bit. Um, hey, uh, you know, we run our, our land back, but if you could also like convince him to smoke some cigarettes with some eggs on it. Bonus. <laughs> yeah, that would be great. Tell him that yogurt is really good for tell him. <laughs> we'll let him do what the doctor likes. <laughs> <laughs> and don't elaborate on what that don't means. Don't give more information on that weird idea. Uh, so the uh, uh, Edward Bernays uh, goes and he starts doing this um, this big campaign okay. about how evil it is for mm-hmm. a nation to take land back from landholders, uh, no matter the reason. And he got this into the school system. He got this into the news, and all of a sudden, the American public is like, "Yeah, there's nothing worse you can do in a in a democracy than take land back from landowners." Uh, and then once he switched, he turned that opinion. He uh, started writing articles about, "Oh, the Guatemalan government is taking land from an American-owned business. They're doing this thing that we all know is evil and is is immoral." They're taking land from everybody. So now the American people are like, oh, why would they do that? And he's like, it's because they're communists. They're not communists. They were, it was a democratic. It was a democracy. Yeah, it was a, yeah. And, and, but he's like, he's like, they're, they're communists. They're trying to set up a commune. They're, they're just stealing everyone's land away. And so then they, <laughs> long story short, influenced the United States government to form what was known as Operation PBS Success. Um, but I don't know where what? that name came from. <laughs> P 
PBS success sounds like well, an after school show. PB success, but oh. the S is still there. PBS PB success. PBS success. <laughs> so you're just stupid. Is <laughs> yes, what you're telling yes, me? That's what I'm trying to tell you. What does the PB stand for? Pretty boy. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, PB stands for pretty boy. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good callback. <laughs> so they go in for pretty boy success. Sure. <laughs> and uh, here's here's what's wild is they said, okay, here's what we'll do. We'll go in uh, and we're gonna train mm-hmm. 480 rebels. Okay. To do this coup and take over the Guatemalan government. Jeez. And they're like the <laughs> <laughs> again. <laughs> Let me ruin an entire democratic system to sell more bananas. <laughs> and so the United States government I broke trains- up that actor's marriage, but you got to understand he was selling my competitor cigarettes. <laughs> yeah, he, my my client wasn't selling enough cigarettes. Uh, <laughs> and so this he, is so deeply unethical. <laughs> so so the United States government trains 480 rebels uh, in military and they said, hey, Go to the river and drink from it. <laughs> <laughs> Since you like Bible jokes so much, Whoever let's keep doing it. Cigarette, send them home. <laughs> and so, so they sent 480 uh, rebels in, and they said, "Here's your plan. Here's your path. You're going to go straight for the capital, Kay. and you're going to take over." And they're going to be like, "We bow to your your might." But the United States government knew they were like these rebels. I suck at war. Um, suck at rebelling. <laughs> yeah, they're gonna they're gonna lose big time. And so then they said, "Hey, Eddie, we need your help with this." And so Eddie was like, "I got you." So Eddie went before they did this invasion, and he did this huge um, propaganda campaign, and they put all these rebellion posters all over the country of Guatemala uh, of Guatemala, advertising that there was this huge rebellion group forming. That was underground that no one knew about. Well, like a freaking chess club <coughs> rebellion Tuesdays at eight. <laughs> we have about posters everywhere. Well, I mean, it's like it's like it's like, yeah, the president's trying to take your land. Take it back like those kind of posters and branding it like this rebellion group was really big, but there was no rebellion group. It was just these people, these 480 people that the US trained to send out and they weren't spreading. They weren't growing. They weren't that big. Just 480 people. How many people showed but up? Guatemala, the Guatemalan people for a few months was like this group is growing and growing and growing. I'm seeing their stuff everywhere. Sure. And then Eddie launched a radio station in town where he was going to broadcast as like the local news thing. And so for <laughs> the local news thing. <laughs> what are you talking about? He became he became the uh, all right. The, it's your morning <laughs> drive to the rebellion. You know, next up we've got the classic hits. What are you talking well, about? Well, it wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't for the rebellion. He started a few months ahead and became the media in Guatemala. He started this radio station. So he rushed Limbaugh his way into Guatemala, basically. <clears throat> yeah, and everyone's like, "That's the guy we need to trust for news." And then the day of the so he like straight up went from marketing to like. Propaganda, propaganda. Well, he's not hosting this. 
but he's controlling this. <laughs> if that makes sense. Uh, and so uh, the day of the rebellion comes and I'm the, just now realizing we're going to get some pretty weird YouTube views. That's the rebels, great. the rebels invade. There's okay. 480 of them and they are doing awful. They're getting slaughtered. Yeah. They don't stand a chance, but then but the radio station is saying they are crushing them. The radio stations talking about how they're taking over the city. Everyone needs to evacuate. Everyone needs to get out and the Guatemalan army surrenders because they hear all this news. They've been seeing all these posters and now they see the rebels marching on them even though they're clearly losing like the rebels right. are clearly worse than them. They surrender and then they take over the Guatemalan government and the US puts in a new person that is their puppet leader that then allows Chiquita the UFC to have all their land all of this for bananas and continue to pay their workers five cents <laughs> and it was a massive success and, and the- that's your favorite thing he's done. <laughs> I just I just want to rewind and make sure I heard that correctly. Here's why it's my favorite. Uh, my favorite thing he did was overthrow the Guatemalan <laughs> government. Oh, cool. Well, it, it, he rolled. He overthrew the he overthrew the government on this like false pretense. It, the fact that he pulled it off is what's crazy to me. Like it's crazy because there was not. It was not through military might. It was not through right. the fact that he used the United States military. There was, in theory, a threat that the U.S. military was coming, like that they were on the side of the rebels. But it was the fact that he just convinced everybody in Guatemala that the rebels were winning, and they believed it, which is bonkers to me. Like that's the only reason that that was a successful coup. Sure. Um, and so, that, and the only reason. Yeah, why I mean, we if, have you get, if you get enough people to believe that the government stole something from them, yeah, doesn't matter if it's real. If you get enough people to believe it, they'll. Believe it. Mm-hmm. Um, Scary times. So he continued getting hired, continued getting massive contracts. Lived until the mid nineties. So he was like one hundred and three when he died. Jeez. Um, wrote a bunch of books. But his first book was called Propaganda. That did not go well because of the name. So the next one was the, Public Relations. Yeah. Uh, which I'm pretty sure he used that name. He came up with the word Public Relations. And I did a PR movie <coughs> the other night. What'd you do? Uh, I posted about how expensive weddings are. Uh, for couples who aren't in love and it's just so that when people see how simple and basic our wedding is slash was at this point, they're not um, they're yeah. not like oh wow, Jared's poor. He's so poor. Yeah, you know, it was a PR move. It was a choice so you can be like I oh, chose this. They did a small wedding because they're really in love. Yeah, because they yeah, they expect to last, um, but we're, we're going all out. We're doing the small town wedding thing where I'm wearing cowboy boots and she's wearing a dress from Ross dress for less. camo. A camo yeah, dress. Yeah, you know, we're going all out and doing the little courthouse thing. So, um, <laughs> so he, here's the thing though. Uh, Eddie was not, um, he is seen as the father of public relations. And he obviously had a lot of these big, big brands that he worked with and did these big, right? But he wasn't the only one. But for some reason, he's the one that everyone remembers. And the argument. And that's because he got in the minds of the public. Well, it's because he did it for himself. Yeah, that's he what I'm saying. made his own brand and he did the public relations things for himself. Everybody else in the industry hated him. They're like, all he does is talk about himself. All he does is brag about himself. But he put himself in a spot where he was the authority on it, and it worked. He was the authority on it, and then he started getting a lot of pretty like Gary V. Exactly, same concept. Um, 
the irony of it is, is a lot of what he did, like you said, questionable or Grant a, Cardone, <laughs> questionable from a moral standpoint. <laughs> um, and it's interesting questionable. to see. It's, is it is it questionable? <laughs> it's interesting to see. You think it's debatable? It's interesting. You think overthrowing the Guatemalan <laughs> government through the force of propaganda and the use of radio waves and posters and, and months long tactics and in correspondence with the United States government just to sell more bananas at a slave wages price? You think that's like questionable? <laughs> like debatable? You think it's like something we can maybe like kind of throw around and maybe decide if it was ethical or not? <clears throat> he was just, you know, that's what the client wants. The customer's always right. <laughs> Here's what's interesting, though. He uh, he. You heard it this, here, guys. This Tim strange... thinks Bible jokes are funny, <laughs> and he thinks that overthrowing governments is is just a good old time. If it's what the if it leads to the, the bottom line, is always right. <laughs> he had this 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 split in his head because he would he would go do a banana split. <laughs> I just want that banana split. <laughs> the whole thing. He couldn't get any more banana splits because of the shortage. So he got a, he had a split his mind between like he wanted what? Because he wanted do to do it. He's do like, I, I want to do what's banana, right. Do I want a banana split or do I want to overthrow Guatemala? I want to do what's right, but my sinful nature <laughs> wants me to do what's wrong. That's the split that he's got. No, he had the split of of the things he was marketing most of the time. He was against, for example, cigarettes. He viciously opposed smoking and his wife smoked and he hated it and he constantly complained that she smoked, but he is the reason and so he had this. He's like, don't you ever wear green? (laughs) I hate that color. (laughs) He he would do all this stuff at work and sway public opinion, do his little public relations thing, Um, but at home like that wasn't the same person that he was and he was able to kind of separate himself from it through a lot of mental jujitsu like this quote. This is my favorite Edward Bernays quote. Um, it's sure going to involve a lot of really bad stuff folks. <laughs> it says you're not really lying if the lies you tell are to counter other lies. Yeah, he looks like an information terrorist. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, here's another picture of him where he looks like this picture of him looks like a Walt Disney uh, documentary. Yeah, yeah. Uh, which he probably did work with Disney honestly. Um, so you're not really telling lies if the lies are to counter other lies. You're just stepping into the same unreality that somebody else created is basically what he's saying. Yeah, yeah. And so you're just lying. Like around somebody else their- muddied the waters. I'm just putting my toes in there. Yeah, I'm just a little bit of mustard on them. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. So, uh, yeah, I, yeah, everything about him is a little dirty and gross, and is probably a lot of the. Well, not everything. He showers a lot. <laughs> he's a big shower guy. Uh, you're right. Um, but it's probably a big reason why our advertising landscape is so sketchy right now um, and so weird. Uh, but at the end of the day, if it weren't for him, the Guatemala cap- would be a happier <laughs> place. <laughs> if it weren't for him, then your grandma probably never would have smoked. Um, you probably wouldn't have bananas and you probably wouldn't eat bacon. So wow. should you be thankful? <laughs> There's a lot to take in there. <laughs> Here's where I'm going to tell you that you don't need a fiddle off. Oh, uh, things I learned last night is a production of Space Tim Media, produced by Christian Taylor, audio by Alex Garnett, video by Connor Betts, our graphics and our logo by Caleb Goldberg, and our social media is run by Caleb Walker. Our hosts are Jaren Myers and Tim Stone. Follow us on your favorite social media platform at Tillin Podcast. That's T I L L N Podcast. 
Remember to tell all your friends about us, and we'll see you next Tuesday for another episode of Things I Learned Last Night.